This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Did you know that a cat has 32 muscles in each ear? 32 muscles in each ear. Okay, you know what I'm talking about, a cat, like a feline, not like the opposite of dog, cat, you know, with the pointy ears and the whiskers. 32 muscles in each ear. What does that mean? It means that you will never be able to unhear that. It means that that little factoid, that little meaningless fact is taking up valuable mental RAM in your memory. And you'll never be able to undo it. You'll always remember that. 32 muscles in each ear. You'll never forget. You're welcome for that gift. (laughs) This is the power of of the spoken word, that you can make such an impact. That now you know. 32 muscles in each ear. Every time you hear of a 30-second birthday, if you think of the 30-second state, if you think of the the 30-second minute, it doesn't matter. It'll always come in your mind. Cat ears. You'll think of cat ears and me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure in what order. What does this mean? It means you can't undo it now. You've got the knowledge. This is, this is the power. It's incredible. And it also means that this, believe it or not, is this podcast is probably the last bastion of sanity on the entire planet. I kid you not. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I'm sure you could, actually. Don't, I don't need anybody to prove me wrong. But if you were going to prove me wrong, you'd want to do it discreetly, <laughs> not publicly. That's my story. Ah, 32 muscles in each year. I would like to just dwell on that for a while rather than get into the, the, the subject at hand here. It's, uh, it's very interesting, some of the things going on. Let me, let me get into this uh, lineup here because I may have to run. Uh, time's ticking here for me. It's a busy week. You know, it's the holidays. Well, what did I say? I said I'll, I'll try to be here every day as planned, but I'm not committing to any time frames. All right? These are my rules. This is my podcast. And if you don't like it, then you don't like it. I'm not going to say go listen to something. I, you know I don't talk like that. I love the audience. I don't talk, I'm not rude like that. I was just getting a little full of myself. Stick around. You're going to enjoy the podcast. I'm going to put it to you this way. You're going to enjoy it a lot more than uh, than NPR. you got to give me that. Come on. This podcast is way better. You can't tell me that it's not way better than NPR. Please. I don't know. I don't know. Some people, I think they like that sterile, that sterile sound. How would, uh, how would NPR have opened? They would have said, uh, uh, this is funny little factoid brought to you by, what was that, uh... <laughs> That that defunct bit, Bitcoin thing, FTX or whatever. Today's factoid brought to you by FTX Digital Currency for all your secure transactions. Did you know that a cat has 32 muscles in each ear? Now, with our feline expert, Phil Nothingness over here... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I can't even. I can't even do it. I don't really listen to NPR. I can't even really do a good impression. What can I tell you? 
All right. Can we? We're gonna horse around all day. You just said we got to move through this quickly because we got things to move on to, and then you're gonna dilly dally around. Well, this this lineup isn't really uh, very intriguing to me at this particular point. You know, I was thinking the other day. I need to be more like Rush Limbaugh. And I had every intent of doing that when I got on the podcast. But, you know, the real me, it's just for some reason when I get behind the microphone, the real me comes out. I just, you know, Rush, he was a good salesman, you know. You know, he would have started, you know, a uh, uh, cat has the 30, 32 muscles in each ear. And and uh, here's what you need to know about that, Mr. Snurley. You've got a lot more sense than Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, I'm funny, just not the way the Rush Limbaugh was funny. Oh, come on, Mr. Schnurley, you thought that way. I know you're not a cat lover, but we have listeners that love cats. There's nothing wrong with cat lovers, as long as you're not cat lover and liberal. Ah, so not only am I not Rush Limbaugh, I'm doing a comedic parody of the legend, Rush Limbaugh. Uh, anyway, cats, 32 muscles. What else is there to talk about? Nothing, really. So I grabbed this story from WND, which, you know, if you know WND at all, they're like alt-right by today's standards, which is kind of uh, comedic. But we'll use that as a, a backdrop. This article is titled, Something Wicked This Way Comes. Ooh, it's cryptic. And then there's like this almost looks like a, a, uh, like a heavy metal album cover here, this goth image here. Anyway. Let me read this little piece for you. It says, will Christian parents face criminal charges for resisting the LGBTQ revolution when it comes for their own children? Should the state, quote, protect LGBTQ children and teenagers from their own parents? Has our society lost its mind? In fact, when Guzman was interviewed about her extremist agenda, she said there would have to be a, quote, investigation of parents hit by allegations. It would be a felony. It could be a misdemeanor. But we know that a child protective services could harm your uh, a complaint to child protective services, could harm your employment, could harm their education. Uh, because nowadays, uh, many people do a CPS database search before offering employment. So what this is talking about is this effort to create a law which, quote, protects LGBTQ youth uh, that they don't have to notify the parents and that the school can step in and, uh, and allow the child to, you know, go pretty far <clears throat> in terms of, which is only going to lead to more, by the way. What do I mean? So it lays the groundwork for the child coming in and said, you know, I, I, I know my birth certificate says Joe, uh, but I'm Jill and I'm going to use the girls' bathroom and this is what I want to do, blah, 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 blah. And at the school, by law, is going to be obligated uh, to go along with this charade. And it's this, this warped ideology and maybe if there's somebody connected to this you can offer to me the basis for the logic behind it I'd be thrilled to hear it I really would 
it's troubling to me, deeply troubling to me. To you know, what is the overreach by the public school? You don't do anything with to my child without my consent. Nothing. Talk about a, a need for a serious reining in. And, and you know, I, I I've seen some of these people behind the moms behind this LGBTQ movement. And uh, everyone that I've ever seen is, is clearly mentally ill, in my opinion. My completely uneducated opinion. But these wackos is what they are. Witches. They're witches. That they have a boy and they say, no, no, he wants to be a girl. Look at him. My daughter was galloping around the yard on, on Thanksgiving Acting like she was a horse, for God's sake. Doesn't mean that we're letting her grow a tail. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Call me crazy. Call me the call me the radical. I don't think it should be going on at all. I think that what they're doing should be illegal. This is how far apart we are on this. I don't believe that these wacko moms, and they're largely the ones behind it, call me sexist, misogynist, whatever. It's not the dads. There are some. Uh, well, I guess there's plenty with the whole drag thing, right? Who am I to, to say all the influences? Uh, but I think it should, all of it should be illegal. Performing uh, drag shows in front of children and minors? Absolutely not. Um, even discussing this level of sexuality in, in, in any level of school, uh, in any uh, state-funded school, absolutely not. You know, the, the article's a little dramatic in that it's saying that, um, you know, if, if you don't, they're going a step further to say that, you know, if you don't go along with this, the child, somebody could make a complaint, right? So if, the, if Billy goes into school and says, I just want to be body, but my parents won't let me, well, they're going to call uh, Child Protective Services on you. And, you know, it's not like they're not completely overrun already, that they don't have... Uh, addiction issues and, and malnourishment and serious neglect and abuse. But no, no, you're going to take those resources because it's just, then hire more. That's what they would say. Well, then I guess you're going to have to hire more because all of our children need to be protected from everything all the time, including if they want to be a, a Bonnie instead of Billy. Next thing you know, the kid will lay, lay out what hospital he wants to go to. You'll be paying for the surgery. I don't agree with it at all on any, on any level. The, the, the story here is a little crazy that you're going to get, you know, that my daughter's going to go to school and say, ah, I'm going to be Billy. And they're going to say your dad didn't go along with it. And they're going to, what, turn me into Child Protective Services over this? You know, first of all, I would have to think that in many cases that uh, there's some serious dysfunction going on in these homes to begin with. Now, I do know um, of two people, loosely, uh, that have children that are transgender. One as a minor and one transition that I would think, I'm pretty sure, as an adult, young adult, but, you know, pretty much on their own free will. Uh, and the one grew up in a Christian environment, very churched, and the other not. And the result was the same. 
I would say to you in both cases, I think the parents are a little weird in a lot of different ways. The kids ended up a little weird, too. What do you do about that? You make weird a crime? What do we do with that? Where do you go from there? I don't know. But the lunacy has to be not forcing other people. And this is where the revolt is going to come into play. Right? We, we went from don't ask, don't tell, to you better wave the flag and your tax money and, and other money is going to go for paying for the costs. In many ways, huge volumes of money being pumped into transgenderism and homosexuality. Remember, I had a conversation about idolatry, that biblical term that just makes a, a lot of people today, their, their skin boil. <laughs> Don't start your Bible nonsense with me. Okay, fair enough. I'm just saying that where you focus your time and money, here's one for you. It's an old proverb. It might be biblical too. I think it is. But hopefully you'll see the common sense merits of it. It goes like this. Ye shall reap what you sow, right? It's very simple. You're pumping a lot of money into, into transgender kids, and you're probably getting a couple, couple of volunteers, probably from a couple of wacko families that don't know any better. Talk about taking advantage of disadvantaged people. What are you saying, that transgender people are wackos? Yup, it's exactly what I'm saying. The kids, the parents, the whole stinking lot of them weirdos. I don't want them around me. I don't want it in my community. How's that? Adios. Done. Most, you know, you're going to sit there, oh, you don't mean that. I do mean it. We tried to sit quietly and say, you do what you do in your own home, and I'm going to do what I do in my own home. But that didn't work. So no, get rid of it, especially with the kids. It's wrong. It's destroying our society. You got all this money being pumped into it. It's a waste. Transgenderism needs to be made illegal. 100%. These doctors that are doing, you want to start telling parents because they want to have the gall to decide whether or not that their child is going to be called by their proper name and gender, and you're going to have a say in it, and that you could face charges if not. Let me make it easy for you. It's not a matter of no. It's a matter of stop. We're going back to what we did before. Make it all illegal. Why are we putting up with this? Why is 4% of the transgender wackos out there making the other 96% nuts? He said, don't ask, don't tell. People deserve to love who they want to love and do what they want to agreed. We all agreed to that. Stick with that. You do what you do in the privacy of your own home as an adult with consenting adults, and I really don't have any problem with it. How about if we stay out of each other's bedrooms and we stay out of meddling with each other's kids? How about that? You don't see me going to the wackos with their wacko kids going, boy, you're all a bunch of wackos. No, I don't do that. I leave them alone. I don't sit there and be like, you know, you're a bunch of wackos. You're going to stay away from my daughter. This No, I don't do that. We just quietly respect that there's people that are a little different. But if you're going to say that you're going to be such a wacko that you're going to think that you're going to start arresting parents, then no, we're going to cut off the wackoism. Done. How's that? You didn't get that from Rush Limbaugh, did you? I'm just giving it to you plain and simple.
there's a much, much bigger point in all this. And it has to do with a very simple term. Just and unjust laws. What are the rules by which laws are made? Tell me, when, when, when people, look, 96% of the population is not transgender. Something like that, 4%. I don't know if I believe those numbers. I don't know if I believe it's that high. How much of that is uh, encouraged or distorted? Who knows? Who knows, really? But just call it 4%, 96%, and they're talking about passing laws. Where does this come from? How's it even allowed? Now, I, I, you know, it hasn't been done yet. Yet. Can you imagine if, if you worked at, at, at a publicly held company and they, they were doing some kind of LGBTQ uh, seance and you walked out? Tell me you wouldn't get fired. Tell me that they aren't, aren't forcing people to go along with things. And it's ending up a, a religion of its own. Now, there's Christian companies that do the same, by the way. Privately held Christian companies where they pray at meetings. I've worked for one, as a matter of fact. I don't particularly care for it. I go to work to work or pray separately. I'm not saying it's not good if people you know, come together, but that's not what was happening. People were being forced to pray in, in the owner's version of prayer, which I happen to agree with. But not everybody did, and I, I think that they should be kept separate. Not as a matter of law, just as a matter of respect. But this issue of unjust laws and that there's a, 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 a initiative to pursue this where we have a constitution and all other matters referred to the states to be, to be decided— and I'm not even sure that this is, uh, isn't an infringement on, on other rights within our Constitution. And, you know, the media today and the liberal way of thinking, it's a Constitution, schmonstitution. When it's convenient, they want the con- – well, we, we support the right to peaceful protest, uh, but not the right to be heard, <laughs> but not the, right to, not the right to free speech. You can, you can stand outside in a group and you can do it quietly – Without uh, and damaging anything, unless of course uh, that the Republicans are in office, then things are different. The rules are different at that point. Peaceful protest means mostly peaceful. Just like you know, mostly straight means transgender, basically transgender society that we've become in their eyes. It's all unjust. It's unjust. To, to force people to participate in it, to force people to pay for it. It's wrong. It's morally wrong. By what code? By the authority of the Bible. And we don't talk about that anymore. Either. Oh, the authority. <laughs> Whose Bible? <laughs> hmm. Maybe that's part of the problem. That we've given up the authority of the Bible, and now we're going to be faced with having uh, transgenderism ram down the throats of our children. And you don't call that evil? That doesn't sound evil? No, it's just a poor kids. They want to be girls. They want to be boys. Just let them be what they want to be. Indeed. Indeed. Just don't ask me to pay for it. That's all I'm asking. Plain and simple. That's where I draw the line. You know, you want to raise your kids to, to wear... Uh, pink panties, whatever you want to do. It's none of my business. 
As long as nobody's being physically hurt, you know, I don't know how you, you get involved in these things. It's impossible. It, it's it, You have to establish boundaries. And that's really the, the point of what's gone wrong here is the government has lost its way in terms of the, what the boundaries are supposed to be for government. Pushing even uh, here's a dilemma for you, by the way. Maybe I, did I mention this? My bank that I've been with for 35 plus years since I got my, the first account I opened when I got home from the Marine Corps. Now the bank's uh, changed hands, but I've stuck with it. Same account number and everything. 35 years. Come to find out that they gave, uh, I think, a, a, a five. Hundred million dollar, I'm pretty. It was a lot of money. Grant to pay for transgender surgeries for minors. A bank, a bank doing it. And you know, I started to wonder. Like every time I go to log on to the bank or whatever, it's like uh, uh, gay stuff. And like I said, I don't care. You know, do what you want to do. Love who you want to love. You know, just stop ramming it down my throat. I don't want to log on to my bank account and and see, you know, uh, pinups in there. I don't want to see that either. I don't want to see any of that. I just want to access my bank account. I don't want to see trips to Cancun. I don't want to see food. I just want to see my bank account, my banking information. Why is that so hard for... Uh, companies and government to, to get the basic idea on that. You just want to do so much more in the process, creating a ton more trouble, in my opinion. But what would you do? Do you stick with the bank? Should I say, ah, what business is it of mine? I don't pay any fees. You know, I'm happy with the service. Obviously, I've been there that long. What difference should it make? Hobby Lobby. You know, they support things. I go to Hobby Lobby. Not really, because I don't. my wife goes to Hobby Lobby. Chick- I go to Chick-fil-A for the chicken. I don't go to Chick-fil-A because of their position on gay marriage. I could care less. I could honestly care less. Should I care less what the bank is doing? But this is a little different. It's a little bit different. Uh, it's values that not only go against my way of thinking, but in my opinion are plainly evil that they would do that to children at all. I'm not kidding when I tell you that I think it should be illegal to do that to children, Period. The doctors should be imprisoned. Fines are not enough. It should be illegal to perform that kind of surgery on anybody, in my opinion. I don't know where these lines get drawn. I've brought this up before. You think I'm joking, but it's really not in today's age of of, uh, ridiculousness. But if somebody said, I identify as an elephant, cut my arm off and sew it to my forehead, and the doctor's going to do it? No, you say, no, that's mental illness. Really? What makes you say that? (laughs) Tell me more. Where does the line get drawn? I don't know. I think it should all be illegal. Forcing other people to do it. You're forcing them to do it. It's wrong. It's morally wrong. Where does that code come from? This is where I listen to, to Andrew Torba a little bit with his desire for a Christian nation. What does that mean? That all authority lies with the Bible. There's people that know the Bible very well, crafty. They go, oh, really? Do you know what that means? Let me tell you what some people say. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know. Let's not get too deep. I don't want transgenderism 
rammed down the throats of my children. And our government's going the other way, that they want to enact the laws to, to, to turn the parents over to government officials if they don't go along with what their children want to do. Tell me where I'm wrong. You tell me where that's acceptable. One person I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear the argument, the case for it. It doesn't exist. It's not supported anywhere. It's not supported in any community. Maybe the, uh, you know, some bits of the LGBTQ community, people go along with it. But minuscule, minuscule numbers. So where's it coming from? Not the people. It's not the voters that want it. Online, you get this warped idea. I see it. There was a post on LinkedIn the other day about, uh, you know, some something to do with LGBT. You know, it seemed uh, genuine or what have you. But, oh, yeah, people, they, they're going, like, oh, well, I support it. Oh, yay. I stand with Ukraine. Rah, rah. People are so enthusiastic. They have no idea what they're even committing to. Black lives matter. Don't you tell me otherwise. You know, that's the black liberation movement, a racist organization. Don't argue with idiots. Have you ever heard that term? This is why. This is why. I guess at the end of the day, uh, if you feel that, that children should be exposed to transgenderism, and um, and suppose these people get their way, you know, at what point does peaceful means of resolution no longer become an option? going to call me a radical wingnut for saying that? This is not being democratically done. It's not being done with full transparency. It's not being done with the support of the people. And even if it was, it's wrong. It's plainly wrong. It's not good today. It's not good tomorrow. It's not good ever. It's This, this transgenderism with the children is going to go down in history as one of the darkest moments of humanity, even like the, the Holocaust. What we're doing, this mass desecration of these beautiful children, with the money and the doctors and the hospitals, why aren't we looking into these people, every single filthy one of them? Remember I talked about this issue of complacency? This is serious. This is serious that you're going to march some delusioned teenager into a hospital and strap them down and start cutting off their private parts. And and if that's not enough, disfiguring them and act like you're helping them. Where Where is the evidence to support it as a good idea? There's none. It doesn't matter. We don't even need to get into that. It needs to come to an end. You know, Disney, uh, they put out this uh, movie about a, a gay teen romance. People don't want their kids watching that. Look, I, I, I've heard the stories, gay teens, I get it. Uh, I understand it. And it, it's a, a phenomenon of life, okay? And I think that people should be, you know, treated respectfully and peacefully and, and all that. But that doesn't mean that the rest of society bends uh, to, to, to something that it's not supposed to be. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But you don't continually ram homosexual stuff down the throats of minors. Why? Why? So they make them, don't tell me I'm wrong. What did I say earlier in the week? Capitalism always wins. 
the movie's going to lose like $100 million. And I can tell you right now, the dingbats that paid for them, oh, that's okay, people need to see. And, you know, maybe it didn't make money, but it's God's way of bringing light to this movie. He's not going to let it die, and neither will we. I can only imagine. I can only imagine the warped conversation going on. Yeah, money well spent. Maybe they'll get the hint. Disney's making changes. They're getting kicked out. It's not, look, people stopped going. People aren't buying the movies, and they're getting kicked out of Florida. And the CEO is going to get like a $50 million bonus on his way out the door or something like that. If, if you think the government's the only place that there's problems. Meanwhile, the, the, uh, the people working there are making $15 an hour, and they're unionizing now. He's walking out. I think it was $25 million, whatever. You know, enough to get him through for the next couple months till he transitions into something else, I suppose. CEO Disney. I'm sure he's he's blaming other. He destroyed the company, all into this woke agenda that people don't want it. Nobody wants it. It's it's fizzling itself out. What'll be the next craze of the left? They can't move on. How do you move on from it? I support transgender. How do you back away from that? Right, you're in now. <laughs> you're in now. So in case you were worried about uh, priorities for government, idolatry, where do you focus your time and your money, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, <laughs> this or- how much money does this organization cost? $55 million to research tobacco. Now, you might say, why do we need to spend, f- well, tobacco's bad for you. Maybe it's good that we spend money researching it. What's, this is, this is what, what is said here. What's needed, the grant summary argues, is population-specific ways to support prevention and control of tobacco use. Ah, population-specific. What would that mean exactly? 32 muscles in each ear the cat has. With each one keenly focused on this word, population-specific, you know. These populations experiencing disparities have been harmed by the generations of unfair and unjust policies and practices, including the tobacco industry's aggressive target marketing to certain people and certain communities. Imagine that. Imagine if you actually advertised the product where people wanted it. Think about that a second. I know it's a crazy idea. Maybe Disney ought to take a note from this. Instead of creating a movie that nobody's interested in and then telling them that they're bigots or whatever, uh, what do you call that, Uh, homophobic, you filthy homophobic white privileged trash, how could you not watch the Disney movie about the gay teen romance? I don't know. Maybe because most Disney movies I go to watch, I go with my children. And I generally like the content of those to be very pure. You know what I'm saying? Like Togo the dog. That was a great Disney flick. Ah, I could, I could, I just, I, I could, I feel, I relate to the dog. I identify as that dog. I really do. Oh, listen, guess what I got? Did I tell you about this? I didn't get it yet. I ordered a, a heated vest. Ugh, don't don't even go there. Don't even laugh. 
Don't say a word. This is going to be fantastic. What I'm thinking, if this works as planned, down to about zero degrees, I don't know. We'll see how well it works. Uh, but I could have a T-shirt on, throw the vest on, sweatshirt over it, and I'm good for four hours with pumping the heat out of the – I know. It's like – uh, eccentric, really. <laughs> I, I don't care. It's my one. Uh, it's my one indulgence, I guess you could say. I don't use tobacco. I got a heated vest. Call me crazy. I'm looking forward to it. So, the CDC had to spend this 55 million dollars because of the racism within the tobacco industry. That's what they would want to tell you. Is advancing health equity a legitimate reason to spend millions of dollars researching tobacco. Is it really researching health equity? How do, if, do you increase? Let's let's back up a second. Do we advance health equity by providing worse care or by diverting money to useless tasks? By wasting? Do we improve health equity? Do we improve health at all by wasting money? Another $10 million grant will go to creating and spreading policies to stop youth and adults from smoking menthol and flavored tobacco. Hmm, what policies would those be? Well, to be rules and regulations. Nah, you can't put the menthol at eye level. You got to put it up very, very high where young people can't see it. That's the law. And if you break it, it's a $1,000 fine let alone the fact that the people that own these stores are largely minorities that they're claiming to protect from the very tobacco. They're just going to destroy their middle class as well. A third grant, $3.8 million. Wait, there's more. $3.8 million will go to a national quit line to provide cessation counseling. Not for you, Whitey. Don't even think about it. You can go pay for your own hypnotist. This will go to quit line counseling. For Chinese, Korean, and Vietnamese people, Chinese, Korean, and Vietnamese speaking, forgive me. So you, English-speaking white boy, no. You can figure it out on your own. This is unreal, really, when you think about it. Who receives this money? Who are the legislators? Well, we just don't have time to look over the whole spending bill. Chris, it's not possible. How are we reviewing this stuff, then? Forget about forget about saving the money at this point because nobody really wants to talk about that. Anytime you say, well, we, should, we need to cut costs. You have any idea what you're saying? You're going to destroy the country. You're a threat to democracy. All right, forget it. Just spend the money then. I'm convinced the fiat money, you got to keep it rolling. How about if we discuss where we're spending the money? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I don't know. Just a, Just a thought that I had. What's this? More regulation, breastfeeding moms to get protection from the state Supreme Court. Um, more regulation, benefits created by this, that there has to be laws created for breastfeeding moms. I don't know. It's crazy what goes on in government. I guess to protect this, somebody has a, has a cause and somehow it gets, uh, gets traction. How does this occur? I don't know. Howard Stern... Uh, criticizes Oprah Winfrey for flaunting her wealth. 
I don't, you know, I didn't listen to Howard Stern since I was in high school. And even then, I got tired of his stupid fart jokes. It's all, it was every day, it was, <laughs> here, look, we got our own, there's this button here. We got, we got the, we got our own sound effects. There you go. That's the whole Howard Stern show. You could just do an hour of that. I guess it was big in the 90s. But here's the funny thing. He's he's bashing Oprah while he just sat there and made millions off of fart sounds. But she's the bad guy. I don't know. Stern, the, the white, he's Jewish, by the way. I don't know if you're allowed to say that anymore. Interesting. Interesting phenomena, really, when you talk about it. Ah, the Gentile can't criticize the black person. But the Jew can. Yet another, another, were they, are they going to put me in the same category as Kanye for that comment? How can you not help but notice that? How the hell does Stern sit there and flap his mouth with that giant beak sticking out from his filthy face and criticize Oprah for flaunting her? Well, Robin, she's like, I don't think she's flaunting, she's just showing how she lives. And Stern's like, who's she, huh? How much money does he have? So what, you can have the money, Stern? This, this is how pathetic he's gotten. This is how pathetic his miserable, dreamt-up life has gotten. Right? Remember he was married, and then, you know, he was Mr., uh, you know, just Mr. Relatable Guy, and then he broke up with her. I think he went all the, you know, he's like, oh, these women love me. You're an ugly troll, dude, with your goofy long hair. You were a nerd in high school. You still are. Come down here, and I'll slap the living piss out of you like you should have gotten a long time ago. You got no respect for anybody, let alone your miserable self. How's that, Howard Stern, sitting there criticizing Oprah? Well, the Jewish guy can do it, but not the Gentiles. Is that what's going on? And what's what's Stern's position on this? What, you can have money? You just can't talk about it. Oh, okay. What? Yeah, I, all I know is I got a heated vest, all right? Beat that, fuzzy hair boy. Anyway, uh, this is a fascinating story. I'm going to run out of time here. Uh, well, why don't we continue it tomorrow? I really wanted to get this in. I'm going to get it in. I said I'm not going to pay attention to the time. I'm going to go long. Let me run through this real quick. Uh, robot landlords buying up houses. This is really unbelievable. They're talking about how... They'll put a, a, a key code on the door, and you go through an application process. You never even talk to anybody like to rent one of these houses. They give you a key code, and you go in, look around, and, um, and you take it or leave it kind of thing. They're talking about these companies that operate like this. And, um, you know, tenants are like, yeah, we've been living here two years and never met anybody from the, the company that owns the place, you know, except for a, a guy that came to do some maintenance repairs or something like that. Then they're talking about all the, and that's one thing in itself. So that's weird. Well, I don't know if it's weird or not. You're automating a process that's wildly labor intensive. I used to have two rental homes that were about an hour and 15 minutes away. And boy, was that a calculated error. Uh, you can't just run up and show the place. It's a real problem. And if you're a landlord, you know what I'm talking about. So I kind of, a, I can, the, the, the technological uh, use I thought was was interesting uh, by the way, what we did to to uh, get work around that is we would have an open house and just have everybody come on the same day. And uh, it really worked very effectively, much better all around. But here's the bigger point in this. There's this, it, the money behind this is institutional money. 
why would institutional corporate investors even be in, in, in interested in these single-family rentals, in this case outside of Pittsburgh? You know, if you go up outside of, like, Allentown, which the rental houses that I had, they were north of Allentown. Allentown's about 45 minutes away. These houses, I were, like, another half hour past Allentown. And uh, I thought that I could appeal to the Allentown market with lower rent, which I did. And anyway, there's a huge housing inventory out there. Cheap. You could still buy houses for, like, 50 grand. Decent single-family house for 50 grand. All Section 8 rentals up there. Look, I'm not even interested in investing in that. I can't believe I did it then. We bought two of them on the same day. We paid cash for these houses, $27,000 each. True story. When was that? That was like, uh, I don't know, 2002? I forget. But anyway, um, uh, what was I going to say? Why would why would this corporate institutional money be interested in that kind of thing? Well, they don't have any other place to put the money. And this is why I talk about the dangers of the, the money supply and the fiat money system. They just keep printing money. They, they, I believe it's like reached oversaturation. I really do. That's why even this uh, interest rate hikes, doesn't matter. There's private money out there to do whatever they want. Bottom line is this. Something needs to be done. The political class is clueless what to do about it. You start talking about fiat money and changing the money system, and you think any of the, you think Ocasio-Cortez is going to have a conversation with you about that? And, and I'm not trying to even be rude to her. How about McCarthy? You think he could actually have a serious conversation? Ted Cruz probably could. Who else? I don't know. Rand Paul? Not a lot. Not a lot. So it's just going to keep going. The net effect is that young families can't afford to buy homes, at least not where we're at. You know, my son, he's not going to come back here. My daughter, if she inherits this house, maybe. Destroying our future. The GOP's uh, great reckoning begins at the state party level. This is a story about uh, Barletta, who was running for governor in Pennsylvania, did not get Trump's endorsement. And he said, I'm not, I'm not going to support Trump this time around. Let me tell you this. Remember I said this. Remember I said the Kathy Barnett story. It was a bad idea what Trump did. And he was, he look, Kathy Barnett was a Trump loyalist. I think she still is. She, in, she ran for House of Representatives, lost. She comes back to run for Senate this cycle. She invested a huge amount of her time, energy, and money in in getting to the primary. And at the last minute, they fly in Oz. And they had their reasoning for it. I've heard it. It's sound reasoning. But it wasn't a smart decision. It really wasn't. And they threw out Kathy Barnett and inserted Oz. And as I predicted... Oz lost, and Kathy's gone. And what we lost in the meantime was a great, great representative. We really did. And I think that Barletta is absolutely right. Why anybody in their right mind would want to partner with Trump, I have no idea. I, I'm just giving it to you like I see it. And I was on uh, Stan's radio show on Wednesday, and uh, he, he called in. And I made a comment about the FTX money, and I said, well, there were some Republicans that took it to me. He said, that's not true. It jumped all over me. I think it is true. I'm not able to verify it, but I don't know how he was so certain either. But he's like, oh, he wants to st- I know right where he's going. He's thinking, don't criticize Republicans on my show. Well, I'm not on his show right now, and I am going to be critical. 
And I would like to know if any Republicans took that money and if they gave it back. I'm just giving it to you straight. I just try to look at things. If this was me, if I, you know, Barletta, the same thing. If I had chose to run for governor, I go through all that, and I've been a Trump loyalist, and, and he turns around and, and doesn't help me, let alone back me. Yeah, I mean, why would I be loyal when he's not? It's a big problem for Trump. Huge. Huge problem. One man cannot do it alone. Cannot. Let me leave you with this. Great story if you want to check it out in the show notes. 100-year-old Connecticut woman woman completes a 5K road race. 5K at 100 years old. Took her an hour. That's about walking speed for even a reasonably slow person. At 100 years old. I don't know if I could keep up. you got to give her a lot of credit. That's huge. Three miles. You know what she does? She walks two, three miles every day. You've heard me talk about it. Get out there and put some miles on. It's good for you. Keeps you young. Lets you grow old gracefully. Lets you do the things you want to do. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.